Hello? <laughs> Shut your pie hole. up freaks it's another episode of big demi energy obviously because we are on my podcast i want to start this off by telling you guys something about science that you may be interested in or may not but i'm very fascinated by this so recently i think it was past week or two uh there was a new discovery about venus and we will get into that But I want to start off about talking about the history of Venus. I've been very interested in Venus for the past six years. I do not look it up every day, but every time I see something about it, it strikes my interest. Why is that, you ask? Because Venus used to be billions of years ago, maybe millions. I'm actually not quite sure on the timeline, but either way, a long-ass time ago, Venus was considered to be a heavenly, like, Earth, like, It was like heaven. Uh, There's life there, uh, not humans necessarily, but water and volcanoes and mountains. I mean, I don't know. That's not life. But there was life there, and it was beautiful in the images I've seen from Cosmos. But what had happened was, was that Venus went from being heavenly-like to turning into a hell. And it's... And no life could survive on Venus now. But like, what happened, you ask? What, what was this change? So, let me get to this. This is actually really good information, and you should educate your family and friends about it, too. So, let's just get down to volcanoes. So, volcanoes supply carbon dioxide to the atmosphere, and the ocean slowly absorbs it. So on Earth, millions of years ago, microscopic algae and sea creatures, they take the carbon dioxide and they turn it into shells and coral reefs to where they only emit a very small percentage of this carbon dioxide that is emitted from the volcanoes. They they did other shit with it, too. The ocean just did shit with the carbon dioxide coming from the volcanoes to make a good balance for Earth. I'm not sure what all they did, but they did a lot of shit. Well, Venus lost its ocean to space. Not sure how, but it did. And so whenever Venus went from being like like heavenly like Earth planet to now losing its ocean to space, it couldn't capture and utilize the CO2 from the volcanoes like the Earth does. So that CO2 that was from the volcanoes on Venus, it just built up and built up and built up. So what that caused was the temperature on Venus to be hotter than a broiling oven. It made it like a hell. And, you know, if you think about it, it's like, why is it so hot? What's going on? Like, I get it. Like the CO2 is building up. But where is it building up at? The carbon dioxide is building up in the atmosphere. So there's a very, very thick layer of CO2 in the atmosphere. And any sunlight that comes in gets trapped in there because it can't get back out because of the carbon dioxide. So thus creating a hell-like oven of a planet. So whenever you think about that, all of the theories of previous life couldn't exist on the planet anymore. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a baked oven. There's no oceans. You know, it's, it's done for. Venus is like, Venus is canceled, I guess, whatever. But 
there have been theories throughout scientific history over the past few years that maybe the microbes that were on Venus that could no longer live in the ocean, obviously because the ocean was gone, so the microbes that could have been on Venus exist in the clouds now of Venus, far enough away from the scorching surface so they can still survive. And so this leads to the new crazy discovery of phosphine on Venus, which is what I just read about. So they have recently found phosphine molecules in the clouds of Venus. And what is phosphine, you ask? Let me tell you. Phosphine is a rare gas that is produced by microbes in an oxygen-free environment. Venus is surrounded by carbon dioxide. Phosphine is really rare, hence why it raises the question of whether or not there might actually be microbes, a.k.a. life, if you don't know what a microbe is, in the clouds of Venus. It's definitely still a mystery right now, but I cannot wait to see what more we discover with it. So yeah, here's basically the rundown. Venus used to be heavenly. Now it's hell. No chance of life surviving on there pretty much. But we do discover phosphine, which is a very rare gas that is usually only produced from either microbes that can survive in an oxygen-free environment, which clearly Venus is because it's full of carbon dioxide and nothing could live there, and from like factories from humans. Obviously, there's no humans on Venus, but it's just that's how rare it is. It's usually, uh, I don't even need to say usually because I only know of those two instances of where phosphine can exist. So we might have some microbes on Venus, which, you know, that, that would be cool. Not like any of us could ever live there, but it's just interesting to know that, you know, those microbes are really hanging in there living in the clouds of Venus. Trying to get away from hell. Should we go? We should go scoop them up and take them on down to Earth and see what we can do with them. I, I'm sure that's very unrealistic. And I'm not good with all of my terminology. And also, I'm not good at uh, how I relay the information. I just found it very fascinating. So, yeah. How about that, Venus? How about that? Anyway, let's get on to my guest for the day. all have that one friend that we go to for everything. The friend who is always there whenever you need them. The one you laugh with until you can't breathe. The one who has seen all sides of you, the good, the bad, and the drunken. The one who can tell you more about yourself than you can. Well, folks, we are in for a treat today. This is a very special podcast for me because I get to introduce y'all to my best friend in the whole world. She's from Dallas, Texas. Everyone get ready to meet Samantha Minton. But Hello. Don't call her Samantha. Only call her Sam. Do not call me Samantha. Only Sam and no Sammies. No Sammies. That is only for me and her father. Um, so, Sam, thank you so much for doing this with me today. I'm really excited for the listeners to get to know you because you know how much I love you and you're such a special person in my life. So, first thing is first, introduce yourself. Where are you from? What do you do for work? All right, so my name is Sam, and thank you for having me. This is my first podcast to record ever, so you guys just bear with me here. <laughs> but um, I am from really small town south of Dallas, uh, Ennis, but I was born in Corsicana, and very small town life, played 
volleyball growing up, but I wasn't good. And then I cheered and we, football was a really big deal. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Speaking of you cheering, will you please tell them we weren't yeah. friends at this time because we're from different small towns in Texas, but tell them what happened whenever you did encounter my small town. <laughs> okay. So I used to have quite the, the Twitter following back in the day, you know, like I got my congrats. It's been like 10 years like last summer and I was like oh no but it is the one app I've stayed true to so but I like to get in little twitter fights and (laughs) sports were a really big deal in my hometown if you know Ennis or familiar with Texas football then you know Ennis is known for football and people just like to talk you know shit on the internet back to each other before people really got in trouble for it like this was like when people were posting pictures and getting kicked off teams because everybody just didn't think they'd get caught, you know? Oh, so yeah. I like to just be a little bitch to people <laughs> always. And I don't even remember what started this fight. I was acting like I knew what football even – I don't know sports. But I was, you know, up in my team getting ready for the game that week and some girl just replied to me and ended up putting a picture of me right next to – what is it called? You put – a collab, like a pick collab. Collage. Collage, there you go. And it was of Miss Piggy next to her. <laughs> that was the first time I ever had seen you. I had no idea who you were. And I got so many retweets. Like, <laughs> it was so evil, but it was funny because, like, nowadays me and Sam talk about it and we're like, Miss Piggy was fierce. Miss Piggy had it going on. Beautiful. She was <laughs> gorgeous. Well dressed all the time. Like, honestly, even growing up, when I saw her, I was like, She's this cute. Erin Pearls. She's cute. Like, no. What's wrong with her? So I, when I saw it, it really didn't even hurt my feelings that much because I was just kind of like, that's it? Like, <laughs> she's cute. <laughs> she is so cute. And you definitely don't look like Miss Piggy. I don't even know where they were going with that. But I, if somebody compared me to Miss Piggy, I would take it as a compliment. Yeah. And I don't even know how I retaliated. I'm sure I acted way tougher than I really am. I think that you... I wasn't allowed to cheer for three weeks. I had to sit on the sidelines because they didn't want me to walk... They didn't want me to walk over there. I think I... I think I might have acted like I was going to be a big, tough gal or something when I walked over there, you know? You know what's interesting, actually, about this is that where I grew... Like, you know, obviously, we, we both grew up around the same area. You live close enough to be playing football teams. And- I talk to a lot of people like in my life now, you know, I live in LA, I know people from all over the map. And whenever I talk about the fact that like, it was a dog eat dog world, like if you weren't ready to threaten someone to get there, like if you weren't ready to say, I'm going to kick your ass, someone's kicking your ass. Like, and I've told people that and they're like, what, why were, why was everyone like fist fighting? Like what, what is that? And I was like, like, people can truly fight here one day. And completely squash it and walk away from that fight and literally handshake, dab up, walk away. They're cool. They truly left it there. But it's so crazy to me how physical it was. Because whenever I came to Texas from Virginia, my first year, seventh grade, I was 12 years old. Girls were trying to fight me. And I was crying. And I was like, why? Why would you ever want to hit me? And it's like, it's just a totally different. And it's very toxic. Why, oh. why is everybody trying to beat each other up? Because it hardly ever happens, but you're always running around thinking. Is there you're be- always acting like you're about to fight someone. And the thing is, is that even if, like, I went in there, I was not like that. I left Red Oak High School 
well, whenever I got into high school, I was ready to fight people. And that was never me. But I had to do that to protect myself because if I wasn't up like hard and like talk shit back at least or act like you were going to do something because. Exactly. And I never was. I was never going to ever do anything about it. If I got hit, I'd probably cover my face and cry. Exactly. I'd run. I'd run as fast as I could if somebody was actually swinging. But that's, it's just interesting how like they bully so much to where you have to have this hard, hard, hard shell of like, I can hold my own too. I will kick your ass, bitch. And it's like, now that we've matured, I think we have that same mentality without the like physicalness of it. Like, like you just don't even waste time with people. You like, you know what? You make me angry. I'm not even going to waste my time on you. I have outgrown childish people like that so no exactly it's like quicker to get over something because of what's a fight worth nothing yeah no and it's like you know what go ahead and hit me and i will i will file assault you best believe it i, <laughs> I will call 911 i might act like i'm not gonna but best believe when i get home i am beep 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 <laughs> i'm making an anonymous <laughs> report <laughs> i probably started it too and i'm like <laughs> This girl, this woman attacked me. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, like the drama and like how it escalated to that point. And I'm so jealous of all the people who didn't have to experience it because it really was traumatizing for me. Like I was so scared that I got scared into being mean because so, I knew if I was mean back, I maybe had a chance that they weren't going to be as mean to me. Be mean first. They can't be mean to you. <laughs> yeah, it, it's very toxic. So I think well, they just had a great upbringing. <laughs> Yeah, they need to revise the Texas education system and enforce anti-bullying because oh. actually, I guess no one's in school right now, right? No, a lot of people are actually back. They went back last week, a lot of kids. I don't even know what day it is. They did online learning for two weeks and said, you know what, just come on, come back. Mm, that doesn't sound safe. Lots okay. Anyway. <laughs> uh, or, yeah, so that, that was the first time I'd ever seen Sam. So what do you do for work? So I currently work for Pottery Barn at the outlet. Um, I've worked there six years now, and I guess you could say it's kind of my dream job in a sense that I'm ready to turn into, you know, I love decorating so much, and I've been doing it a little bit more on the side lately, so it's kind of making me more ready to do my own thing. You know, being a manager is really hard, and when you, I've worked there this long and only been a manager of one of those years and I definitely say I've got a lot of patience and I've got a lot of passion but getting yelled at all day when you're 25 about mass and just if you've ever worked retail you know you know it just is so repetitive it's so never ending and it just kind of feels like a wagon wheel so my ultimate goal is to just full-time decorate on the side but for now, I'm going to be grateful for my job because I know a lot of people don't have them. And regardless, I still love what I do. And we're all kind of struggling during this pandemic. It's hard to complain, but you know, we always find something. <laughs> we're human. Like we can only help it so much. Being aware of it, I think it's a great thing. And Sam is the manager of Pottery Barn, but she is an amazing employee there. Oh. Um, she- I guess I didn't say what I did. I do the visuals, so... I do all the things you see in, I guess, store windows, except I don't have those because I work in an outlet, but I did work at the downtown Dallas location with Demi for a little bit, which is funny because 
I tried so hard to get her to work with me when we went to Texas State together, and it's just funny how she still ended up there, and then I ended up there, but, like, I knew Pottery Barn, and then I went there, and she knew her Pottery Barn, and it was, like, two worlds colliding on it. It felt weird, like, somebody understanding your work lingo, and, like, there's just many reasons why me and Demi are close, and, like, Pottery Barn is just another one of them, because... If you don't know the lingo of white tag, red tag, 97 sit, like there's just so many little keywords and like y'all might know it's see Demi now, but just <laughs> picture this girl with swatches organizing a book. She knows what fabric that is, what color it is. She can look at something. She's placing orders. She's on the phone. Like she's always had great work ethic. I think she just gets bored really fast and, <laughs> move on however she was good at that it was nice working with a friend that liked what I did and finally got to work together it was fun it was like for three weeks but <laughs> no, I went to the fucking bachelor but yes, you left me. Fun. I know but you know what was good so we probably worked together for like three weeks and like they knew that I was going on the bachelor but I was like hey my friend Sam and I tried to get Sam to come to Dallas and work at the store with me so oh. long and she wouldn't do it and then finally she was like okay I want to I'm going to move back to Dallas. I'm applying for other jobs. And I was like, okay, you need to work at my store. I need you here. So she gets hired there. She's uh, got a raise from like her last job. So like things were going great for her. And I'm like, yes. I finally got promoted. No, well, in a sense, yeah. In a way, yeah. And then I was like, oh yeah, I'm about to leave. But whenever, and I carried a lot of the weight of that store. I was like one of like the best people there as far as like, uh, I sold a lot. I was one of the top sellers. Well, and I also worked anywhere in that store. And like, yeah, I did like visuals and stuff too. Like and stock check. She's not waiting for a stock check. She's going um, up there to get it. Just like the merch team would. We don't, we don't wait or ask for nothing. You just exactly. go get it. So I was like, whenever I leave here, they're going to take a big hit. But then I was like, oh shit. Now I got Sam coming in here. Sam literally just <laughs> slid in there and everyone forgot that I even left because she did such an amazing job. And I was like, oh, I'm so happy. Sam, I was feeling real guilty about leaving them. Um, but yeah, she's amazing at her job. Uh, I'm so proud of her and she is actually currently redoing my home with me. She has been working with me. We've been planning out, redesigning everything. On the same couch. Yeah, I, oh, drag, yeah. <laughs> I drug my couch cushion through North Park and everybody looked at me like I was crazy. And uh, the whole time I was just thinking, this is the color of my best friend's couch. I'm decorating for her. How else would I match this? If I have it, why not bring it? And I just would like to say um, Pottery Barn, you still rank tier in my customer service experience compared to other brands. And that is why I am loyal to you. Oh, the shade. The shade. The drama. The anthropology. <laughs> and you know what? Jackie at CB2 in Dallas. Great. Go see her if you need any CB2 needs. Love her. Dan <laughs> Jackie at CB2 in Dallas on Knox. Is Only that woman that approached me in the store, and I had on a t-shirt and biker shorts and a couch cushion. She didn't know what I had to spend in my pocket. She <laughs> helped me. <laughs> and then we followed back up with her. We called her, and we placed the order, and it was a nice big sale for her. Love uh, Yeah. Customer service. If you are in the retail industry. Right now, especially. <laughs> Yeah, and I know, like, I've done it, Sam's doing it, I know it sucks, but you have to be willing to put your own feelings aside and help the customer and be actually genuine and helpful and want to figure out whatever they need and just treat them really well, because then they will tell everyone how amazing you were, like, we're talking about Jackie right now, and then more people will come. security, like, there are people that would love your job right now. I know it's hard, I know I'm stressed out about mine, but 
you know, it's still what I do. It's what I know. And don't get me wrong. I'm tired of the mask me, but wear your masks. <laughs> yeah. Sam will literally chase people down in the store and be like, uh, Matt, I'm, I'm sorry, ma'am. Can you put your mask on? <laughs> it's so awkward too. Cause they just see you coming and then they like slightly pull it up, like barely under their nose. And if you wear it under your nose, reminder doesn't count. Okay. <laughs> Seriously though. Wear it over your nose. I have glasses <laughs> and I wear it over my nose. She's got a hot steamboat sauna going on under there. And she still does. See where I'm walking. <laughs> she needs a guide dog. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That was funny. That was really good. Okay. Um, so. Oh, but yes, I'm helping her decorate. It's coming along great. She's starting to get things in the mail. I'm nervous, but, you know, this is my first big project, and I'm super excited. Me too, and I'm very grateful for you, so thank you. So, like, your end goal, though, you would want to just be doing, like, what you're doing for me, like, being someone's, like, interior designer? A little bit, but I also went to school for merchandising and graduated. I also have my minor in business, and I'm really just ready to even start purchasing wholesale or, like, holding my own stock of things and I don't necessarily want to have a store, but I think that I, I collect a lot. I get, you know, a lot of different inspiration. I know a good deal when I see it, whether, you know, it's at work or just outside of work. I like to go look for stuff. And I just, I think if I had time full time, like eventually I will, I want to sell your house. I want to help you move it in. Like I want to help do everything. I want to help you redo your kitchen, like rip down walls. Like I want to get my real estate license. I want to do from, start to finish but in the meantime you know decor just decorating would be good just because of what I know and what I can do best especially during a pandemic like nobody really needs I don't know who's remodeling their home a lot of people but I can definitely see you being the next Joanna Gaines oh my gosh that would be my dream my mom wanted me to be her intern so bad in college but I just I did or after college and I just did not want to move to Waco sorry Waco but I, um, I actually, I have a connection to her through one of my old Pottery Barn customers. Her daughter, one of my old Pottery Barn customers, uh, went to college, I think, with Joanna or something. Ooh. And I, like, have her phone number and stuff. Maybe I should be linking y'all because she probably needs help, too. The woman that I worked with, she bought ton- she bought a shit ton of stuff. I mean, she I think we spent, like, 20 grand on Buy More, Save More. Listen, if y'all know anyone, you need anybody, you're in Dallas. And, hey, you can do long distance, too. Look what you're doing oh. for yeah, but we we had a word like a little document on Google, just going back and forth. Luckily, Demi knows also what she she knows what she's doing, but she also just needs the backup. But everybody does, you know. It's yeah, hard. <laughs> it's overwhelming, especially so, online shopping. <laughs> oh, dear God, yeah. And then I, she has the couch that I was getting, so she could like look at stuff with it. That was clutch. It's fun. in Corsicana, works at Pottery Barn, amazing at interior design, amazing at merchandising, has a degree and a minor and whatever. I don't have any of those things. I don't even know how they work. So yeah, she's, she's amazing. But Sam, can you tell the listeners how long ago we met and how we met? Okay. So back to Twitter. 
Well, first of all, Sam, you are the one also who got me into Twitter like you did. Okay, like I might not be, I might not have that many fault. To me, it's a lot because I don't get on there much. So I you think I'm a Twitter queen. I remember being like, I used to I be. have that many followers. <laughs> I, I literally just tweeted all the time, all day. And like, I wasn't annoying. Sometimes I was in Twitter jail like every night by like, I remember like by 11 p.m. I'd be in bed just tweeting like responses to people and not even like wait could you could you tag people yes you could uh, I don't remember it's been a decade <laughs> I, don't, I just remember going to Twitter jail for putting too many tweets like subtweeting us not even rude stuff but just lyrics over and I don't know lyrics and a little bit of petty sprinkle a petty <laughs> and if you remember the hashtag follow trains that some colleges did especially in Texas like guys Demi came from the country like, we we don't have much other than Friday Night Football. We got a few good malls. There's some outdoor activities. We have beautiful lakes, outdoor stuff. But, like, you know, it's very much not two city like where we're from. Not, not a – was, like, the that. internet and where you were going to school when you graduated. Like, that was your next path. If you didn't – it was, are you going to college or are you staying home? One or the other. It was two, two choices, basically. And so um, – Knew I was going to Texas State. Well, then all these follow tra- Texas State hashtag Texas State follow trains start popping up, and I knew where I wanted to live. It was the only dorm with a balcony, right? I saw it. Me and my cousin were going to college together. Shout out Skybad, love you. Love we you, love you, Skybad. Love you, Sloan. Love the Broughton family, but <laughs> love you, Scott. <laughs> Scott. That's Scott. We went to college with Scott, but my cousin is Skyler, if you know what I mean. Drunk alter ego is Scott. (laughs) You don't have one except me. So (laughs) I knew I was going to be with my cousin in one room. We shared, you know, we had little twin beds and then the living room. And then on the other side, it was two more beds. So I wanted to look for my other friend roommate. And immediately I found Demi. And we had similar followers, I guess, because we're not from that far. Like I tumbled for cheer in Demi's hometown or Red Oak, whatever. And um, we ended up talking and like, we met, like, it was like we were like courting for a roommate. Like I remember meeting girls and like DMing them and like, then they'd like tweet something and be like, oh no. And like, soon enough I met Demi. And like, this is, I knew I was going to Texas State by like August. We're like already talking about being roommates by like January. And it was like, so the whole semester me and Demi like planned little meetups. And we just like, have lunch or like you know like check in with my future roommate like I don't know all my friends are doing it I just remember being like such a thing you found your roommate do you oh my gosh yes I, I remember how excited I was whenever I found you and then I remember whenever I made the, the connection and I was like this is Miss Piggy I was like no way I was like this is and then I remember being like were you friends with that girl <laughs> And she was like, well, kind of, but, like, I thought it was mean. I was like, it was funny. (laughs) Like, I had on a black shirt. Like, I'm not going to lie. I wish we could show. I'm going to dig it up, maybe, and I'll at least find the picture. Maybe I'll post it and laugh. I, we need to, I need to have the picture, the, the collage. This is like the cover photo. I don't know how that works, but. You can post like a, whatever, like I like do like a swipe up to listen to this episode. Yes. Okay. 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 I'm going to try to, I know exactly what picture that, but my stance, my pose is actually, it, it's, she did good. I'm pretty sure the first time that I met you, 
I was hammered at a Taco Cabana. And yeah, you- in my hometown, and I'm like looking over my shoulder, like, is somebody's mom gonna tell on me? Why? Because y'all were hammered, and I didn't have a fake, and I, I wanted. Oh, to- I was hammered that. Day. Oh yeah, I remember being like, all right, she's drunk. I'm gonna go back home now. <laughs> yeah, you did. You sure did. But then, uh, so like, I guess that was my first impression I gave you. What That's was your first impression? My first impression was okay. We have so many similar interests. It's so weird. Why have you not been friends before? But you were more of like an athletic person, I guess, than I am. And I was more, and also you were going to be like getting in a sorority. And it was just like, I loved the fuck out of you. I knew I wanted you to be my roommate. But then the closer we got to Texas State, I was kind of like, is she going to ditch me for all these sorority girls? And then sure enough, you'd come home from Rush like, awful day. <laughs> Terrible. What are we doing now? What What's the plan here at this dorm? What are you doing, Skylar? What are you doing, Darby? Like, we had this whole just sisterhood. It was great. It was but, a family. And also, it's funny because I ended up ditching all of those sorority girls for you. And I'd be oh, like, yeah. hey, do you want to get high and order? Uh, <laughs> what was that thing called? A uh, stoner's pie? Stoner's pie, I think, yeah. It had, okay, there's Stoner's Pie. It had, like, mozzarella sticks, French fries, pepperoni. They had, like, everything on there. Bacon. Bacon. But, yeah, so that's interesting. I'm glad that you, I mean, I can't imagine how much, like, how miserable I would have been if you weren't one of my roommates because me and you definitely, like, immediately had a very close bond, and we. Oh, immediately. I also feel like because we took school serious, Mm -hmm. not that our other some of our <laughs> Skylar was just Darby raised oh. up through every class I'll say it to her face <laughs> did she go to class what when was she really enrolled we'll find out I don't never know <laughs> Darby told us she was allergic to pizza sauce because she didn't like it on the pizza she was not allergic so we all suffered with no pizza sauce for a few months and then we finally got <laughs> out of her that she wasn't allergic <laughs> Oh my god, it was such betrayal. We were literally just dipping our marinara every pizza. <laughs> doing somebody a favor. And then that's what they We would get the pizza sauce on the side and dip it in there. I hated it. I hated her. I knew she wasn't allergic the whole time and I just didn't want to throw a fit. I was like, bitch, I've seen you eat ketchup. What else are you allergic to in the marinara? Oregano? I know that you've been eating oregano too. And then she finally came clean. She goes, No, I just really don't like it. And I said, Okay, well we can get a half. Marin or half pizza sauce, half not. And she goes, no, it's gonna bleed out. It's gonna bleed into it. And I'm like, what? What do you? What is People it with you? Inside corner, like, <laughs> let's fucking compromise here. But we are not dipping our pizza into pizza sauce any longer. Ugh, I that dorm had so many funny. Like, we ended up just a trio by the end of it, and had one big room for beds. And it was, you know, one time we set off our fire alarm, like. The best memories were made. Like, I'm so happy we got to go to school together. It's funny because I stayed true to finishing school, and I can't say the same for everybody else, but we're all in such different places, and I'm just so grateful for that time because I wanted to leave home so bad. Like, you know, what I was just saying about, like, the hometown, you either leave or stay, and I don't – I can't say as many people got as lucky to have – make a best friend, like, not just a roommate. Sam, I really appreciate that. And I feel the exact same way. You were like the the leader of like our group. Like you were the one who got everything done. Like you were the one who got us the dorm. You were the one who 
like we had our dorm was like a dollhouse. It was the cutest thing I'd ever <laughs> seen. And it was because Sam was committed because she look at her now, interior designing still. Yeah. She like, wanted it to be cute. She was on Facebook marketplace buying stuff and like I got it all together and then, you know, my cousin lived really far away, but Demi and Darby did not. And I just remember getting it all and then being like, Okay, girls, come over. We have to re like I'm putting you to work. <laughs> we painted chairs, we painted tables, and we, I mean, it was so, so cute, though. My dad, like, upholstered seats. Like, we did the damn thing, and when we moved in, it was such a home. People would truly come in and be like, whoa. And, like, we were the only dorm with balconies. So, oh, excuse me. We really just, like, enjoyed everything about that dorm and that time in our life. Like, leaving it sucked. One of our friends, Jordan, actually cried, like, Two weeks before we moved out, I was like, are we still going to be friends after this? <laughs> we were like, duh. Like, <laughs> it was amazing. Our dorm was perfect because it wasn't the most expensive dorm, but it was the only it dorm. It was actually like one of the not as nice ones, but. It was the only dorm on campus with balconies. And like, that was the best part. And there was two balconies. In the living room. In the living yeah. room. It was like a suite. So there was like a room to the left a room to the right and then between them was like a living room with like a little like kitchen area and then a bathroom so we didn't have community bathrooms and then on the other side like so there's a bath and a toilet a dorm experience. I just got luckier because I had my cousin in the room Jimmy didn't <laughs> <laughs> I had Darby she is crazy but I love her we all love her to death but girl is wild she had a very interesting college experience. We can't go into much more detail. <laughs> yeah, but I, I definitely, I am grateful for her being there because we did have so many fun memories. Oh, if you don't have the crazy wild friend, who else is initiating the crazy wild memory? Like, somebody's got to do it. So, speaking of memories, what is your favorite college memory of me? Because I know mine for you, but I want to know what yours is. I bet it's... I have two, but I'm going to go with the one that's not as mean of me. And oh God. <laughs> I guess that's sad if that's a favorite one. But whenever we worked at the bar downtown or um, 6th Street and we were taking our little trips, we stayed in the dorm. We didn't have shit to do. Oh, because it was during spring break. And everybody was going on trips and doing this and doing that. And we were both broke and didn't really want to go. And like, it was all just so last minute and you know, we had just started a job at a bar on 6th, so we stayed there, just me and her, and everything else was closed on campus. There was just a few other students, and we, well, first off, we made hella money that week, and then, like, one of the nights or days before that, during that week, we literally pulled every cushion, every blanket, every string of lights, every, everything to make the coziest little fun spot with our like laptops. And we were going to watch movies and smoke on our balcony. And we ended up just like broing out on that balcony with the door open. We, we literally had like a cushion or like, a mattress halfway out the door. And we're just sitting there for a day. Like no, nobody walking around, no nothing, just quiet. It was literally, oh my gosh, yes, that little setup we made. We would go to work and we would work all night. So then we'd wake up the next day and or not wake up the next day. We would get home and like it was almost time for like the sun to be coming up. Yeah. And then the sun would be coming up and we would be chilling halfway like in the balcony, halfway in the room, just smoking out of little pipe called Miley. We named her Miley after Miley Cyrus. It's beautiful. Smoking weed. Nobody was around. We were, we were like the great thing about that year is we got bangers and we got um, nothing was the same. 
And we would just drive around and like. Oh my god! No, like, there would be all four of us in the car plus a friend or two, and we would just drive like and listen to the whole album on repeat. And then we'd be like, "I guess we'll go home." It was all we listened to. Was nothing was the same. Holy shit! And bangers, and bangers, of course. I, I fucking bangers. <laughs> Adore me. First oh, song. I love that. Oh, <laughs> So speaking of smoky weed, my favorite memory. Well, do you want to tell me your other favorite memory first? Well, this is um shout out to the river of San Marcos. If you've ever floated the river, if you have not, I Google it because my boss thought that it was floating boats down the river, but it's floating in a tube, like a float. Been down the river with a bunch of strangers. Country <laughs> <laughs> stuff, I guess, but look it up. It's not dirty or scary. <laughs> Everything's dirty big- now because of Corona, but it's it's not dirty. Oh yeah, I forget we're in a pandemic. But so, me and Demi and a bunch of my a lot of my friends from my hometown ended up coming to Texas State, and there's this huge festival called Float Fest, and the river was just flood like you couldn't see the bottom of it. It was just tube, 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 tube. You're anywhere you look, there's a person's tube around you, and we hadn't learned our lesson yet right mm-hmm. so we went and bought tubes from h-e-b and which is like a walmart we saving money by buying <laughs> tubes at h-e-b and boy they were like the ones you sit there with an air compressor or your i guess your own lungs i couldn't have asthma <laughs> but that um float ended up not being very durable and during our very drunken day on the river uh me and demi had maybe been roommates for like two days we were getting along just great. We were the best of friends. We, we got a double-decker tube. We had to sit together. We were such best friends. We needed to be together, right? We were in the double, and then it popped. No, 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 no. We weren't in the double-decker tube, but we tied our tubes together. Okay, we just, okay, which maybe somebody talked us out of it. So my a friend from home had dropped her phone in the river. Demi goes to help my friend. She's known her two days. She's she stopped what she was doing. She stopped her fun time on that slow moving river to help <laughs> my friend look for her phone in the otter box. And we were moving so slow, like you had time to look. And in that time, my tube popped and very flat, could not not saved. And in that time, I decided it would be fun of me to get in Demi's tube and proceed to tell her that her tube popped. <laughs> and I truly was convinced that she that was her she had it wrong and I could tell that she hated me and I hated myself like I don't know why I said it and I like (laughs) and like you had to stick to the line because then where are you gonna go I said that's your tube that you popped you are in mine and she said "Uh uh-uh nope this one's mine like truly uh uh-uh (laughs) <laughs> and then we literally, which we would have ended up doing either way, probably had I just said, hey, my tube popped. Oh, she would have said, just sit, up, sit on here with me, right? No, we still ended up mad, though, sitting one on top of each other. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this bitch really tried to. Liar. <laughs> She's a liar. But then, no, remember, ended up getting up because the water, like, there, it was so crowded. And then the water was kind of shallow. So I ended up just standing up. Everybody was holding hands or like linked up their tubes and I had like a rope and I just pulled everyone 
and I was just marching, trucking through the river. And I was like, we're getting out of here, guys. We've been on this river for like seven hours. We are done. And I just pulled this all on everyone. That's whenever everyone started calling me a uh, little Dem because Lil I'm just like this little girl pulling a whole fucking yeah. pack of people. Yes, she took charge. And like with my whole group, of, like it, it was probably like eight to 10 of my friends from my hometown and they barely know her and she's taking charge and they're all just like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> And then, like, after that, it was like, like, I'm getting out of here. I was like, yep, that's my best friend. And she didn't even get that mad at me. And I know I was a bitch, so. Mm. Oh, gosh, no, that's nothing to get that mad about. <laughs> I didn't. I mean, I don't think I really cared that much at all. I think I thought it was fun, more funny than anything. Because I was just like, this bitch really thinks. And we were all drunk. And I was like, I oh, love so many so many. And then me and me and uh, her cousin, me and Skylar, your cousin, we tried to leave you guys. <laughs> oh, we were in the car and, and I was not driving because I was hammered. Skylar wasn't. She was sober. And she gets in the car and she says, let's leave those bitches. And I said, go, go, let's go. Those bitches and did they. But no, we turned around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keep in mind, you don't bring your phone on the river. You're just waiting, wondering. Wondering, waiting, like, is well, anyone, I mean, the only phone we had because she had the phone on the river, but it ends up in the river getting ruined. <laughs> yeah, like, the only phone we had was we had Shauna's phone. And it was, we, boom, gone. Literally, she, we lost the only phone that we had. Um, well, okay, I love that memory. That's actually one of my favorite ones. I can literally still see you sitting in my float and me looking at the deflated one next to you and being like, bitch, no. <laughs> this ain't the case. But my favorite memory, guys, this is one for the books. So me and Sam, this is whenever like we were doing the balcony thing during spring break where we were like smoking weed out on our balcony. We would occasionally smoke it inside. Nothing happened. Nobody was there. It was like a ghost town because everyone was on vacation or maybe went back home. And so one day I'm like, hey, Sam, because, okay, so now spring break is over. Everyone's back. So I'm like, hey, Sam. <laughs> I'm going to go out to eat with Darby. Do you want to come with me? And she was like, no. And I said, okay, well, you want to smoke a bowl before I go? She was like, yeah. So we smoke a bowl inside of our college dorm room, which we had been doing the entire open. break. Doors open. open, maybe not open. There was nothing that ever happened. So this, we take, I take a hit. We Sam think takes- we're, we're think, we think it's spring break still. Yeah, we're in spring break mode, so no one's there. And, like, I guess they turned off all the fire alarms or something. But so me and Sam, like, I take a hit. She takes a hit. The fire alarms start going off in our room, and we panic. And I'm like, grab everything. So we're grabbing four locos. We're grabbing weed. (laughs) I did not want to go to that lunch. I was not not going. And she had no choice. She said, all right, I'm going. And I was like, grab everything. And so, like, we run out of there thinking everyone's going to be running out of the building. We grabbed sunglasses, a backpack through everything that we needed in the backpack. We scrammed. We febrezed. We were in and out within three, four minutes. I shit you not, like. We, and then we went down the fire, like the fire stair, like the. Yeah. And we got to the bottom and we, nobody was panicked. And we were like, did you uh, look for the fire alarm? And everyone was like, <laughs> no. So it turns out it only went off in our room. It's <laughs> 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 like a warning one. But it was the biggest panic. She was like, no, I'm not going to lunch. And next thing you know, guess who came to lunch with me? No, no, no. I think what you failed to also mention is we didn't ask till we got back. You forget we scrammed to the car. We, <laughs> yes. We went to lunch. Like, dude, guess what we just did? 
We're like scared to go home. And then we walk in and we're kind of like looking around like, all right, all right, all right. You're right. We did. That's whenever we got back because you, if we would have known that wasn't the case, you would have stayed, but you came to lunch. You said no choice. We bolted out of that door. I was trapped. I did not want to go. <laughs> we were so sitting there and I'm like, so cans in a bag. <laughs> oh my God. You guys, dorm life was funny. It was amazing. But you know, honestly, we never got in trouble. Our Aries are really cool. They came in there. We did stuff, but like, Everybody it? that lived at Collagen was smoking weed on their balcony. Oh, my God. Everybody that lived at Collagen, like, was dope. I had a great mentality. I had a lot of classes with them. Like, I saw them around a lot. And usually when I did, they were smoking weed, too, somewhere. So I never felt bad about doing it at the dorm because I saw them doing it elsewhere, too. So surely they were doing it at the dorm, too. We all were. And we never got caught. I mean, um, I hope Collagen hasn't got torn down yet, but maybe after this it might. So... Sorry. No, don't tear it down. Re, like, redo it. Rebuild it. Rebuild it. Seriously, let's go. Exactly how it was, but maybe like some better tile and not those little ceiling tile things you can push up. Yeah, it looks, a, it looks like it has the potential to be. It was, a, it was a motel. So just picture a 19. Oh, yeah, it used to be a motel. But it was a 1997 it. motel that never got renovated. That's it. That was it. Yeah, mold is brewing for sure in there. Oh, God. I had to move my bunk bed, remember, down because I had it by the ceiling within two weeks because I had used, like, 150 puffs out of 200 within two weeks. Puffs? Like of my inhaler. Your inhaler, asthma. Yeah. I I think that puffs tissues. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how do you know the the quantity? Oh, no, that would have burned a hole through my nose. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm like, how is your nose not wrong? We had a very interesting dynamic in college. Um, So there was four of us. I was dad. She was mom because nobody listens to dad. And mom's whipping everybody into shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have names and we still to this day reference it. And I am Dave and you are? I am Suze. Welcome. Suze. This is our special guest. <laughs> We're <laughs> parents to our children. Um, one of them, you know, she's a little bit of a wild one. We don't know what she's actually up to. The other one, we actually have a grandchild. I was about to say we're grandparents. We're grandparents. Oh my God. Congrats, Dave. Grandparents on both ends. Oh my God. They both have kids. Oh. How do our children have children before we have real-life children? We haven't had our biological yet. That's all. We have not had our own biological. But it's funny because <laughs> the two both, like, I don't know, we were mom and dad. We were, like, you know, making sure. I don't know. We were just running the place. And Oh, I was waking you up for class. I was making you do your laundry. I was on your ass. Mm-hmm. Timmy, you want something? Like, when dad go by me, will you give me, me six-pack, dad? Sure, honey. Like, whatever you want. Let's help that. Let's facilitate that action that mom would not approve of. Let's do it. Yes. That is Suze and Dave. But a lot of the times lately, we've just been, you know, we're in a long-distance marriage, and we just spend a lot of time on the FaceTime. It's tough, but... (laughs) We were talking about it. It was like, it's so funny. We've been friends now for uh, eight years. Eight whole years. (laughs) what the hell have we been doing for eight years and like where did we get we both live alone and we're single as fuck without any prospects we're single than ever 
more single than ever. And I mean, I, I mean, I'm happy with it. Like I'm, I'm not mad, but I am feeling a little pressure as I am. I definitely thought by 25, I'd at least be in a very. I wanted to not even just be like a young mom. Like I, I'm ready for. I'm not okay. Well, I'm not ready for children. However, I thought I would already be like locked down on the route to like I've been married a while because I don't want to just get married and like have kids. I want to be married a while, but now I feel like I'm just getting old and it stresses me out. And then I just have to breathe sometimes and remember who do I even like that's around me. Hmm. No. No one. So what kid would I want to push out right now? None. I think that what's going to happen is that me and you are going to have to actually get married one day. 100%. And we (laughs) have whatever partners we would ever want. Oh, you'll have a, it'll be two master bedrooms. Mm -hmm. We would probably get sued for, uh, what's it like tax fraud when you (laughs) When you what? What is it? I don't know. People get married that are only getting married to like help each other with their taxes. <laughs> <laughs> they feel like they don't even look at each other. <laughs> no, whatever. We would totally convince them we were in love. Oh, what? that'd be easy. They, they could see us just as friends and probably be like. <laughs> we could just have a video camera of them seeing how much we get along and like how funny we are. And we cuddle. What else do they need to see? You have to cuddle your friends. If you don't, like, I get people that don't like to touch people, but, you know, sometimes just cuddle up to your friend. They might need it. I only cuddle my gay guy friends and you. I don't (laughs) cuddle most of my friends. Sometimes I will cuddle them, but I always think... I naturally cuddle with people, though. Like, I don't mean to. I just... My body, like, scoots towards somebody in the night, but I also can, like lay close to like you're my probably only friend that I actually besides Kenan but (laughs) I I, you know what the reason that I like stopped like cuddling my friends as much is because of something one of your friends said who I will not name but they said they asked you one time and you told me about it and they were like is it weird that Demi likes girls like is that weird being friends with her because of that and I'm like Now I don't want to touch any of my friends because they're going to yes. be coming on to them. And I'm not at all. I'm like, you guys are pretty rich of you to think I'm interested in you. I'm like, I, you wish. <laughs> she, I am awful. <laughs> we both know it. You're not. No, but like we are friends. We are like sisters. You're like my family. Like I'm not going to go, you know, no. fuck my aunt. No, that's like so ignorant to expect somebody to not have a real friendship because they might be attracted to both sexes. Like a friendship is separate than a relationship. Well, I'd say we still have a relationship. You're my best friend. However, it's not romantic at all. And if it is, you might be the best romance I've had in my life because you're the only <laughs> stable friend I've ever had. <laughs> you never know. Oh, it gets always open. It's always an open door, but it's also like, eh. I don't, I, whenever I get romantic with somebody, I usually end up not liking them much. After. I hate everyone after. So I would never want to taint that. Um, <laughs> and Besides, we've got, we've got bigger issues like. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like we just argue. Yes. So speaking well, like of arguing. Oh. <laughs> when? When was our first fight, and what was the fight over? What, so, like, what was the fight about? Our first little petty fight, or are we, are we, are we going to speak of the petty or the big? Both. 
Why not? Why not both? First petty fight would be similar interest in the same guy, which ended up being very petty and dumb on everyone's end. Which, whatever. I feel like if friends, a, a true girlfriend or friend, like, doesn't care. Like, I don't know. If you let that shit get weird, it, you can let it get weird all you want. But if you're actually friends with somebody and you've had similar interests with somebody okay, well, you're probably very similar to the friend that had interest in them too. And it's just like, well, why wouldn't they be attracted to each other? Like, yeah. And to be like, to be fair about the whole situation too, like to uh, just maybe clarify it. So Sam went, uh, she lived in like Ennis and Corsicana her whole life. There was this guy in Corsicana who she had a crush on for a very long time. And I met him and there's a lot of stuff that happened in between that. But I was like, Sam, like, shit or get off the pot. Like, I was being a bitch. You know, I was like, if you're not going to go after him, like, you say you have this crush on him, you're not making any moves, I'm going in then. And, like, that was really rude of me and inconsiderate and selfish. Um, but I did it so anyway. I'm a slow-moving girl, and Demi goes after what she wants. And I'm I'm the one that is very not aggressive. So it, it was, was like, wrong of me, uh, for sure. And I but I also wasn't doing anything to make this thing more than what it was. I was like, girl, look, I'm just trying to get digged down by this dude. Like, I don't, I don't even and know. I'm over here like, how could you <laughs> do this to me? I've never even kissed him. How could you? <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, I scooped him. <laughs> you scooped him and she dropped him real quick. And then I dropped him, and then Sam started dating him, and I said, <laughs> have him. I was like, go for it. All in, girl. <laughs> However, she also was in cahoots with the best. It was just a big, sloppy, childish, 20-year-old little. Bottom line, I'm a whore. I, I literally went after him. Well, I went for his best friend first, and then I went for him. Yeah, and Careful. you know, that when, after the best friend habit, I was like, you know what? She just goes after what she wants. She's over it. It's fine. There's no reason to hate her. <laughs> it doesn't take long for me to get over it. And then I'm another one. <laughs> man. I'm like, have you, have you ever thought about dating Sam? <laughs> you know, like, hey, you know what? That would be really cute together. And it's funny because we all, like, we ended up together. You hung out with us. So, anyway. Yeah, how weird. Like, it sounds so weird whenever I, like, say it out loud. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, I dated this guy who my best friend had a crush on growing up. And then I, I, like, started dating him, and I felt really bad about that. But then, like, she wasn't making a move. But, like, also, I still feel really bad. But then I dumped his ass. And then a few months, maybe a year later or something, then she started dating him. And now we all hang out together. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a strange. But so what was the fight? What was the fight? Well, the big fight. You, no, the, so the petty fight was that you were upset that I did that. Yeah, but the the big fight. <laughs> Tell him. The fight that cannot be named. The but fight it, that made us not talk for, like, maybe a year or two? Almost, like, at least eight months. Okay. So, almost maybe, like a year. Maybe. And, like, not even because, like, I always wanted to fix it, but all this other shit was going on, and I was just not in a really good mental I was not place. not ready to fix it either. I was, and like. And, like, it was such a dumb-ass fight. Okay, so, let's just add some context. I'm a... Um, no, I'm a junior. I think I just moved into my last apartment I lived in, San Marcos. And Demi comes over. Um, she had, you had came from out of town. Wait, right? I'm pretty sure that I had moved home. 
Yeah, so she drove. I think you were already – I don't know. You drove to stay there, I guess. I don't know. We hung out a lot, like, even before, like, she left St. Marcus. Should we – I'd come home, hang out with her. She'd come down there, like, whatever. We stayed close. We always talked no matter what. And, um, I mean, after the call and stuff, it took a while to get normal again, but we were finally, like, in a good place. And so my roommate, which was a boy – Okay, Demi comes in, my roommate, sitting on the couch, my couch. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't matter. (laughs) And lets it rip. But I'm sitting right next to him. Like, she is close, and I'm not, I'm not a flirty girl. I'm actually very shy. side of the room, too. I'm not near it, okay, but he does toot, and... Demi expresses very strongly her disbelief that he would let it out in such a manner. And I'm not going to lie to you. He let it out. However, (laughs) he lives there. Like it was kind of (laughs) like maybe he was going to make it. I don't know. How dare I fart shame him in his own home, though? Like, let's be honest. That was really rude of me and really, like, stick up my ass for me. And, like, my family, you fart, you burp. Like, I would burp if people say, good one. Like, my dad used to be like, that's my girl. So, (laughs) like, it didn't bother me, but that's not the case in everybody's home. And Jimmy was bothered. It was not polite in her view. And I can understand now, like, how if you don't do that growing up and somebody does that, it is absolutely disgusting if you're taught that it's disgusting. And so, you know, we, and you know, I'm also trying to stick up for my best friend. I acted like a complete asshole about it just because I was like, you will apologize to my roommate. He can fart in his own home. And then it was just like this stupid ass fight that like had so much underlying, like passive aggressiveness, I guess. That was just like, what are we even fighting about? And I don't know. It was just a built up, big fight that made us just it was an awkward conversation because we just had such different views on a stupid ass fart and then if you did want to talk about it you're like hey let's get (laughs) we were like screaming at each other yeah we were screaming at each other how do you have a serious conversation about a fart and then like every apology i ever wrote to you it just circled back to the second i typed fart (laughs) i just backspace backspace like i was like nope today's not the day <laughs> it was really dumb because and now like I'm at a much different place but like whenever I was growing up like farting and burping was really rude where I also I have other people in my life where it's like farting and burping is funny what do I think I think now let it rip baby let it rip do I agree <laughs> with you letting it rip right next to me probably not but I wouldn't be like but that must mean you feel comfortable with me <laughs> yeah yeah it was just like how dare you fart next to me I don't even know you but like if somebody farts next to me, I'm just going to look at them now and be like, not cool, man. You know? Where's your poopery? <laughs> yeah, like, it, put a fucking poopery in your pants before you do that. Oh, oh I think it's potpourri. <laughs> oh, it's poop. Poopery is the one you put in the toilet, but potpourri is the one that's, like, the scented, like, weird oh. pine cones and berries. <laughs> I need those. Yeah, but no, it was was just, uh, it was the dumbest fight I've ever had. I, like, cried on her balcony for, like, hours after it because I I had nowhere to go. I had to stay there, and we just yelled (laughs) at each other over a fight. That was such a bit, and I think I was drunk. I just remembered, too, I had stayed up the whole night before studying. I think it was, like, final season type shit. I had been drinking at Grant. We had all went to Grant's and got drunk. 
No. It's dangerous. Oh, grins. $2 margaritas, ladies and gentlemen. That's where we all got fucked up in college. Go big or go home. <laughs> but yeah, and it was, so we didn't talk for like eight months at least. It was almost a year. But whenever we made up from that fight, and that was years ago, we've never uh, fought again. That fight lasted a very, very long time. And like, I also think I was just so busy, like trying to finish my senior year. And I was kind of just a jaded bitch. I was not in a, it was not a good year for me. And, you know, I didn't reach out to people much that year. And Demi also had just had to move home. So like, I don't think it was even just that we were mad at each other. I think we were just like not in good places in our life that we both kind of, I'm sure we were dying to talk to each other. I mean, I know I wanted to talk to you during that time, but I just didn't even have the energy to even discuss why we fought and it be weird or I don't know. So and then my dad got really sick and admitted into the hospital and things did not look very good. And all I wanted was my best friend. And I literally picked up the phone. All I had to, I didn't even talk about the stupid fart. All I just had to say was, you know, my dad's in the hospital. It's not good. And within minutes she called me and it was just like, nothing happened. And, you know, it's just like, if you are in a fight with a friend or even a loved like family member, it's just not worth it. Like life's too short. Cause the second something bad happens, you're going to think about certain people and whether they're going to be there for you or not. And luckily, I mean, like Demi was, our fight was about freaking fart, but you know, in that moment it didn't matter. So you just always, it always, since then has taught me to step back and look at the bigger picture. I probably haven't argued with anybody ever again in that manner because it was just childish, but I don't think that we were in good, healthy places. And, you know, my dad eventually ended up passing away and Demi was there for me 100%. Like the whole year never happened that we didn't speak. It was truly just like we picked up where we left off and, you know, it takes a certain level of maturity on both ends to just look past stupid shit and look at what's important because being 22 and losing a parent and then having a friend that can even mentally support you during that, it, it means everything. So just always remember to tell people you love them. And if you are like socially distant, talk to your friends because you need it more than you think you do. And I don't know if I communicate with anybody more than I do Demi, honestly, but I actually know Demi cares and it's, it's weird having such a good friend see like a whole decade almost of changes. It's, it's weird. She saw my dad died of being an alcoholic. And so she truly watched the best relationship diminish into literally nothing. And so to have people that have been with you from the start and actually like follow through, it's nice. And everybody just needs to be <laughs> really grateful for it in the moment because you don't realize what, how that will mean how much it'll mean when it counts, you know? Oh, Sam, you're killing me right now. <laughs> I remember getting that message from you and I hadn't talked to you in a while and I wanted to talk to you every day, but like, I don't know. Like I was like, I, I don't know like how, you know, she was like so mad at me for this. And like, I was so mad at her too. And I don't know like where we should go. Like, and also, like you said, trying to figure our own lives out. But I remember when I got the text from you and that day, was one of the best days and worst days ever of my life because I was like, yes, I get to talk talking. to Sam. But I'm talking to Sam because her dad is in the hospital. And yeah. I remember I just like everything that had ever happened 
like any animosity that I ever had between like any of our little fights, big fights, anything was just gone. It was like truly like a clean slate. Yeah. And I was like, I'm here. I was like, get here. Uh, you can, you know, go to like, go see, go to the hospital. Whenever you have to leave the hospital, come over to my friend's house. I've got an eighth of like, I was just making pit stops and staying there. And we hadn't talked to her out in a year. Like I just needed yeah, some ready for you. I was like, here, baby girl. <laughs> it was just like the weirdest thing because you know, I'm driving four hours. I need somewhere to sleep. I don't, my parents are divorced. Like it was just really awkward. Our fight was really awkkward. And then somehow it's just like, and, and after that day, like we've never fought since. And I, I don't, Literally ever. I don't even think I've gotten annoyed by you probably since. No, we haven't even gotten mad at each other. Like, we haven't even been, like, anything. Like, but here's also the thing. Like, we have matured so much. But I think that that moment was, like, you know, everything that happened with your dad, I I felt it for you because I knew your dad and I I knew you so well. And I loved you both so much. And it, like, broke me down to where I was, like, I – I saw it like, and I know it did the same for you even further, but I was like, I am seeing a bigger picture of things. And like, if I have a friend and I know how much I love them and if I'm fighting with them and if it's stupid and stuff like that, I'm not going to ever give up on people like that. Like if you're a friend who is every single day driving me crazy, I'm going (laughs) to give up on you and be like, we're not supposed to be friends. But if it's a friend where every now and then emotions, we just are so passionate and emotional. And then like something happens I'm not going to write you off. I'm not going to write those people off. I'm going to be like, I want to grow together with them. And I feel like that was a moment where we started growing together. And but like, even with all my, I feel like my friends that I am still currently close, but we can go months without talking in the second. Like there's no, Oh, you, you haven't called me. You haven't texted me. Why didn't you invite me? You didn't tell me like, girl, you just want to talk. You call me like I'm busy. I work over 40 hours a week. Like, we are busy people. And when I get home, I want to lay on my couch and pet my cats and play animal crossing and like chill out. And like, it's nice to find people that just understand the salt, like wanting to be in a solitary person or just, I talk all day to people. I sell shit for a living. It's just like, I come home and I want to be quiet. And I think a lot of people think I'm very distant, but you always have understood that I just don't like talking all the time. Sometimes I'm not in the mood, but I'm honest about it. And sometimes that's hard. I don't have, I don't know what FOMO is. If I don't want to do something, I don't want to do it. And I feel like me and you have always been the same in that sense. We never feel left out of anything. If we want to be there, we'd be there. Exactly. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast One, wherever you listen to your podcast. And definitely let me know what I could do better. I am a dipshit when it comes to this kind of stuff. I don't know what y'all want me to talk about because guess what? We can't talk about The Bachelor now, can we? Bachelor hasn't been on in like eight months. Like, help me figure out what y'all's interests are. I like to you know, talk about Animal Crossing, Big Brother, and fucking space. But I don't know what y'all want to hear from me. I'm pretty open-minded, and I would be willing to talk about anything. So... (laughs) 